0: Canuck Central in the Kid Tech studio. Hour number two of the program, if you missed the opening hour. Yannick Hansen with his take on the Stanley Cup playoffs. A little bit of a trip down memory lane as well to the 7 playoffs when he was called up because of the amount of injuries the Canucks suffered in the quadruple OT game that opened the series against the Dallas Stars. And that's how his NHL career began. He only played five games the next season. Yeah. That's kind of fascinating, but uh, what a start for uh, Yannick kansen getting right into the playoffs right away. Uh, all right, so you can check that out on the podcast. It's now available. Subscribe, leave review, and that way you never miss an edition of the program. But it is Friday, and you know what happens on Fridays? We answer your questions in the mailbag. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah, producer Josh Elliott Wolf,
1: answering the, or asking the listener questions yeah i don't answer them No, that's well, your sometimes guess sometimes you answer too. it depends on the question uh we'll start with this one austin in langley how concerning is it that a franchise that asked twitter where they should play in the future absolutely fleeced your vancouver canucks in a trade <laughs> uh,
0: uh does one have to do with the other
1: no but I mean
0: <laughs> it's a good question. the OEL garland trade um, it's really ugly because of just where the Canucks are mm-hmm. in their build when they make that move. it's a desperation play and certainly in hindsight it, yes. it you can see how much of a desperation play it was by that management group to keep their positions and to try and push their way to the postseason. It's really no other way to look at it than that. And the big contract they took on obviously is not
2: going to help the Canucks right now. So No, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. It's tough. It's a tough one.
0: Hey, Armstrong's made a couple of good deals, though, in uh, the whole tearing down of the Arizona Coyotes. It's never hard to— th- What I always say is, when it comes to tanking, the easiest part is tearing it apart. You know? Like, getting rid of all of your players is. is
2: the easiest part of the equation. Well, tell that to Vancouver. They're <laughs> getting rid of a lot of players. But no, I, but I, they're I not
0: just trying to outright take.
2: Yes, but they're also having trouble moving a lot of guys. It's true, you're right. But I do think getting value in trades matters. Yeah. And that's a pretty good... I mean, when we talk about this trade, I mean, giving up the second-round pick made no sense in that deal. Oh yeah. Like so basically how the trade worked out was that it ended up being three pieces mm-hmm. for the deal. They yeah. wanted three pieces and they ended up getting three pieces. And I think the base of the con- of the negotiation was you want three pieces. They negotiated off that and the third piece ends up being the seventh seventh round pick, which is like whatever, right? But why are you negotiating for three pieces? Yeah. You're you're taking on this much money. Mm-hmm. You're giving up the ninth overall draft pick. Yeah. So even the ninth overall pick is too much to give up anyways, right? We talked about this. But nonetheless, it's just how that negotiation won. You, you have to give Bill Armstrong a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's not great. Also, uh, how much of the Coyotes' social media game right now is just about engagement, and we should view it as quality social media-ing more than anything else? Yeah. I no? think it's great. No, I think like, it's great. love loving their. Uh, their I tweets more
2: than anybody. Right. I, 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 no, you know what it is like. They're they're in a bad spot. Everybody's making fun of them, right? Every, you know, but they clearly want to stay in Arizona. They want to yep. make it happen. So what do they do? They're embracing it. Mm. They're embracing all the trolling. Yes. They're taking it on. Everyone's like, look at these guys. they are getting ratioed. You haven't you seen the engagement they're getting. Yes. Not a there. Not a single NHL account is getting as much engagement as the Coyotes have been getting. And what do they need also right now? Public. Pub, they need publicity. Yes. They need to conjure up some discussion. They need some things to happen locally for them. This is the best thing they can do. They're stunting.
0: Loved what they did today. It's great. Rick Astley. Also, yeah. like Rick Astley. Is there a person that does not match the sound of their voice more than Rick Astley?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes i think he's he's number one on that list
0: <laughs> like you you listen to that song like everybody knows the song never gonna give you up yeah you listen to that song and then you watch the music video you're like wow that's rick astley yeah. <laughs> never in a million years would i have thought that's what he looked like go do the do the practice yourself right now you and text in 650 650 i know i know you'll tell me i'm right
1: uh, Leaf, why did Jim Benning win more playoff rounds with the Knucks than Kyle Dubas did with the Leafs? Oh, that's tough, hey? <laughs>
0: that's why G, uh, that's why Jim Benning is the, the next GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, isn't it? They meet potatoes. Well, if you go by uh, Patrick Alvine's logic... Some teams didn't care about the the bubble playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, the bubble playoffs, whatever, whether you believe it or not. But I do think part of the reason why the Leafs have had their issues is, number one, they've been in a tough division. Let's be real, right? I mean, you're facing the Bruins a lot. You're facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning have been a mini dynasty now the last little while. That's played a part into it. And if you're being Mm -hmm. just you know reasonable about the degree of difficulty to get out of that division. The other thing, though, is the team was never able to build a squad that can play good playoff hockey. Yeah. They never did. Like, when did they look good in the playoffs? Mm. The first round against Tampa this year? And even Honestly, that? Honestly, you got to go that, back
0: to, like, their first series against Washington when, like, nobody gave them a chance. They yeah. were just, like, punching above their weight, happy to be here. They played great. And they pushed Washington. And they ended up losing, I think, in six games. Yeah, but but it was
2: exciting. They pushed. Yeah. It looked a little, you know, they put Washington on their, on their heels a little bit yep. here and there.
0: They were up. Uh, I think they were up in that series. And then Washington... They were up two one in the series. Yeah. Then Washington won three straight. And
2: technically missed the playoffs in the bubble year because they lost in the play in.
0: Yeah. So
2: right, I mean it was a playoff series to play in. They the lost playoffs. to Columbus. Yeah, yeah, the lost to Columbus they didn't get into it. Right. They never. They haven't played good playoff hockey. It's no. a huge disappointment. Vancouver has had its flaws, and Vancouver even in the bubble year wasn't good enough to go. You know, even if they found a way to win Game Seven, they weren't getting to the Cup final and winning. No. I mean they they were they were hanging on by a thread, but what they did was they. They played good shutdown hockey for the most part. They didn't give up a ton. They played committed hockey, right? So give them credit for that year, but it's not like Vancouver's ahead of where Toronto is. And
0: Bubble Demco was a thing. This backfired on me. Dan, you do not match your voice at all. Clayton, Dan Richo is number one on the list of people who do not match their voice. I, d- I never thought about myself this way. That's yeah. amazing.
1: I don't know if it's compliment or <laughs> not I don't know if it is either. Anyways, next. Uh, the Plumber. Would the combination of Kyle Dubas as president of hockey operations and Alvin as GM be a good combination of analytics and hockey sense? Because I don't see Rutherford wanting to remain in his position for much longer.
2: Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not against anything like that. I just don't think it's going to happen. Number one, what did Dubas want from Toronto, money-wise?
0: A ton. A ton. So
2: what? What is like Brendan, a Brinks
0: truck full of money?
2: What is Brendan Shanahan's salary? Is believed to be what seven to eight million, something like that. And it wasn't too far off that. Yeah, I don't think this organization has ever had an appetite to pay an executive that type of money.
0: Yeah, doubt it.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm not against the notion. Sure, add more mm-hmm. people. You know, if, if Rutherford is moving on in a year or so because he's not planning on being here forever.
0: I also think. Um Dubas' reputation as a strictly analytics guy is a little bit overblown. At least that's what I've been told on numerous occasions. Like, yeah, he's a guy who uh, knows and Mm -hmm. looks at the numbers, but it's also not the be-all and end-all. And if you look at some of the moves that he made, it's not like he was going out there and just acquiring guys that are like analytics darlings. Like Sam Lafferty, not that guy. No. (laughs) You know, like there's you can look through a bunch of moves that uh, the Leafs have made through the years and it's quite clear like Kyle Dubas did not have one way of looking and targeting certain players.
2: No, and the Leafs, to their credit, were trying to do something different a little bit in terms of building a team. They wanted to create, amass as much talent as possible, and skill as possible, not only to have them on their team, but also to move some guys, have the asset capital, and all that makes sense. But like we spoke to Yannick about if you don't have a built-out third and fourth line or guys that can do those things consistently for you and can play that type of hockey for you, you're going to have big holes in your roster once you get to the postseason. And it seemed like they never confronted those issues well enough until this year. They got Achari, right, who did Mm -hmm. a good job for them. They got Ryan O'Reilly, and then they just kind of disappeared against (laughs) the Panthers.
0: Well, I still think that, you know, they lost that Panther series in the... uh the second period of game two when uh, Marner and Nylander had those crazy turnovers. And Matthews, you could throw it in there as well. If your top players are doing that kind of thing, it's uh, kind of hard for the rest of the team to do it.
1: All right, next. This one from Dan is Archer Seelovs pushing for the backup job next season with his strong play in Abbotsford and now at the World Championships. Um,
2: he's certainly in the discussion. Yeah, right.
0: The, the problem with silovs as a full-time backup
2: is he getting enough games right are you better also better off especially early in the season when Demko is going to play a ton anyways yeah right get him going into the rhythm of things you want to have some depth in your goaltending does it not make more sense to have silovs play a ton early in the season Mm -hmm. have a more veteran backup and then hey if the need arises and your veteran backup struggling at any point Easy to bring him up, and guess what? Because of Silov's, um, it, he doesn't require waivers. You can call him up and down anytime you need. You can easily spot start yeah. him here and there and use it strategically. I don't think anything that happened at the World Championship is going to change their plan. Yeah, and I think like Woodley had also mentioned to us all along, their plan is probably going to incorporate him coming up a bit. Playing next some season. NHL games next yeah. year. And being in the mix, well, even the, though if, even if he may not start here,
0: yeah, it's one of the benefits of having your AHL team in Abbotsford. Yeah. You know, let's say you have a back to back, and Abbotsford is also in town. All right, let's bring up Silovs for the second half of that back to back, and he'll play it uh, with with our club. So there are creative ways you can get him NHL games, but ultimately, what matters most for his development is you know playing a full season's worth yeah. of games. You know, so he's got to play between 40 and 50 games next year, and I think that's a non-negotiable for his development.
1: Uh, Steven, was Aturatu injured or have a flu bug during the second round of the AHL playoffs? Mm -hmm. He wasn't on the roster even after Stevens went down due to an injury.
2: Uh a Bit of column A and a bit of column B, <laughs> and this is what Carlton told us when we had him on. He said, You know, he has a bit, he's banged up a little bit, but when he gets back into the lineup, and he never got back into the lineup because they lost the, the yeah. last game, was because they, he needs to play better. Yeah, so he was legitimately injured. Was he playing well enough to play through that injury? Was he playing well enough for the team to look at him and say, You know what, kid? Let's see if you can gut through this, yeah. right? Like, or, or they probably looked at it and said, "Hey, you're not playing great. You're injured. Just take a seat for now." And you'll get your chance again, maybe. When you get your chance, you better play well. That's kind of what happened. the uh, The official word is that he was injured. And he was so injured. He's, yeah. he's not going to play. But uh, if, you, like, for instance, if Niels Hogner was playing well, if he was a bit banged up, do they go with him the next game? Does he play the next game? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. If, as lo-
0: if he can fight through it, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and maybe Ratu couldn't fight through it. Yes. But the point being, the way they answered the question and when you asked around was a little banged up, nothing serious, but he also needs to be better. Yeah.
0: Ultimately, uh, it wasn't... Like, nobody is penciling this guy into the NHL roster with the way that he played since coming over from the New York Islanders.
2: But, yeah, but, like, when the trade was made... You shouldn't have expected that anyways. Right. And one of the things that, you know, we we did a lot of scouting on him, right? And we spoke to a lot of people. And the thing we got back initially was talented player, very smart player, but needs development time. He may not even be a center. He might be a winger. He needs yeah. to work on his skating. He's probably a year and a half to two years away from playing, which all along to me screamed, yeah, you maybe bring him up, show him around a little bit. But, like, you just go to Abbotsford next year, spend all year in Abbotsford. And if you play well enough and develop well enough that you force our hand at some point, great. But the plan's got to be you need. There's got to be like a one or two year plan here. Get another year, get another off season. We're working on your skating, and maybe by 2024, that's when you know you can bank on him.
0: And through their actions, this is quite clearly a priority for the organization. They don't want to rush prospects through, nor should they. And you know that was definitely one of the. Biggest criticisms you could have of the previous regime. They rushed too many prospects through. It definitely feels like this group wants to give their guys more time to develop.
1: Chef Swagger, are there any aspects of the NHL that can be improved by artificial intelligence? League-specific, not with teams, is what Chef Swagger says.
2: I would be fascinated to see if scouting would be any better.
1: With AI?
2: Yeah. Like, Would they do a better job of identifying players based on all the data they can compile than people scouting?
1: Do you mean like pro scouting or amateur
2: scouting? Both. Both.
0: So ChatGPT sets up some kind of a uh, formula to identify players in the CHL, draft eligible players, and then you go off that list rather than like creating your own own list yeah. of video and whatever and else.
2: even projections like hey who's a player that's that's maybe likely to take a step mm-hmm. cuz what they'll look at and what people look at when they're doing analytics work is looking at numbers a lot of it is historical numbers and yeah. context but we're human there's only so much we can do we can do a lot of inputs and everything like that but our mind has a certain capacity right if you have a supercomputer mm-hmm. that can calculate these things and go through Thousands of historical references and contexts, and, and then be able to uh, index everybody by age, uh, body type, and like every single variable imaginable they can use in yeah. their assessment. Is that going to give you a more comprehensive and accurate depiction of player evaluation than what humans can do? I like that. Just I want to go through
0: this process now. Yeah. This could be like a Mythbusters episode. <laughs>
2: I mean, it'd be great to see like do it for two years. They have a computer doing like projecting yeah. and see how that stacks up versus NHL teams. Uh, I'd love to see a world where we fix review. Can AI help with that? That because just a, seems too tough.
1: Yeah, seems like it's already like. I, how would it make it better? Though? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. They might call everything. That's the thing, though. You yeah. put AI in, it's like, it's like the letter of, letter of the law. Everything's be called. That
1: was an inch offside.
2: No goal. No goal. I mean, that was you put your stick on the guy for two seconds, even though you didn't hook him. But it's kind of a hook, so you're sitting in the box. Yeah. Artificial intelligence, robot refs. Yeah. It's like you watch that. Uh, you guys have seen Interstellar. I'll yes, have to yeah. use uh, a reference. You know when they have those uh, the robots that are like, they're, they're AI essentially, right? And the guy has like a yeah. um, humor setting. Yeah. You got to bring like the setting down to like 80%. If it's 100%, <laughs> yeah. it's like two on us. It's like, yeah, we're going to die if we go here. It's like, yeah, you may want to. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that one.
1: Uh, basketball Phil, do the Lakers have anyone who can slow down Jamal Murray? Man, I was down. waiting for a
0: heat check on Jamal Murray last night. <laughs> oh, well, he was—he
1: was taking them all game. <laughs> he was, <laughs> and he was. then eventually they actually started going in.
2: Yeah, they started going. I mean, he, I, honestly, I think Vanderbilt can slow him down a little bit. Hasn't really shown it yet. Yeah. Um. These games have been closer than they felt like they should have been,
0: though. Yeah, I mean, so they take it back to Los Angeles. How does it go?
1: I mean, last night, I thought the Lakers were going to win. They were up by 10 at multiple points. They
2: ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, That's what it looked like. It's either gas or altitude, but they're a bit of an old team too, right? I mean, AD's not old, but LeBron is. You saw LeBron kind of kind of lose, it seemed like. And maybe it's altitude as well, getting yeah. to them late in that game, whatever it was. But they went from cruising to now they're falling apart.
0: Series ain't over until a home team loses again. Yeah, I know.
2: But, hey, my projection before this series, I was, mm-hmm. I was worried. LeBron likes to dive a little bit too much, hey. Oh, Not that dude. we
0: haven't known this already, but the one that was going uh, him and Neymar,
2: around like there? they must be butts.
0: Come they on. do. Uh,
2: I mean, Harden's like the guy who
1: flops more <laughs> than anybody in the
2: league.
0: Sat's getting mad yeah. now.
1: My favorite was there was like the notable LeBron flop, and then Jokic on the other end is like, okay, we're flopping. We'll flop I'll flop too. <laughs> it's a flop off. Yeah. I mean, everybody flop. I mean, people flop. That's what they do. They embellish.
0: Yes.
2: It's not that big of a deal. I mean, everyone talks about it now. It's like you guys forget Bruce Bowen and mm. guys with the Spurs back in the day. Oh, yeah come on like it's nothing new it's, it's like mba it like is becoming flopping it's like people have been flopping forever always been a thing so people say the same thing in hockey it's like oh people are flopping in hockey i mean look at bobby Orr and guys like that yeah. you know snap their heads back and like whale yeah, flail. You know, like
0: it you know you're trying to draw a penalty pass interference in the nfl
2: if you're not trying trying to draw a penalty when you're playing competitive sport especially in critical moments you're not playing competitively enough yeah you don't want to win bad enough yeah if you're not willing to cheat when you're playing a competitive game, you're not willing to win bad, bad enough. I don't want you on my team. It's all, it's why I hate <laughs> the argument against soccer
0: so much. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I get it somehow. Somehow I get it. Yeah, Nuggets in five. By the way, oh.
1: uh, Jeffro, I'm annoyed this week. So, do you guys think fast food chains should be giving bags for our food in the drive thru 'Cause I believe you have to pay for You have
0: they ask you now in the yeah. drive through do you want a bag.
2: Yeah, you're I mean, and I am with Jeffro, it's very annoying. <laughs> but like don't get mad at the at the people working there. I think they're, they're aren't they like city bylaws. Yes. Like in Vancouver yeah. you have to like and you're in
1: Surrey at least as well. Yeah,
2: like you can't get no number one plastic bags in Vancouver like they're outlawed, like you can't even sell those. So everything has to be paper. Yeah. And like there's it's a it's a mandatory fee. If you're getting a bag, you got to pay for it. Like, it's not McDonald's's fault. Like, they're not saying you got to pay us. Like, they're forced to enforce it.
0: So here's here's the thing that I don't get about it. And, and I'll plead ignorance if there's, if there's an explanation here. But, like, when I go to Starbucks and they're charging me, how much does Starbucks charge for the, the cup now?
1: I think it's twenty five cents as well.
0: Does Starbucks pay twenty five cents themselves for the cup? Probably. Not. Or are they making a profit off of me paying for the cup now? So
1: the, the thing is, before, like, they were—if if they had to change their cups or bags—I'd be like, you know what, I get it. Yes. But they were given the same bags and cups before, right? And I—I I do. I will say, like, before, even if I—if I was just getting, let's say, I was going to McDonald's, I was just getting one cheeseburger, I'd be like, hey, I don't need a bag. <laughs> just give me the burger. Yes. But like. I, I don't know. It, it feels like a necessity to my order. It,
0: uh, it definitely does. Like, if you're ordering, uh, let's say you're going, you're ordering a couple of Big Macs, and it's like, do you want a bag? Like, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do with it? Big order? Macs are flopping about. <laughs> what do you think? What am so, I supposed to do with any of this? Okay,
2: so the evi- envir- environmental handling fee, yes. right, EHF, on each item is based on the actual cost to recycle the materials contained in the product. Okay. All program revenue is used for the collection, transportation, and responsible recycling of end-of-life electronics, as well as program administration.
0: So when we're paying 25 cents for the cup, that is an all-encompassing fee, not just for the cup, but also for the recycling yes. charge and everything else.
1: It's an environment, an
2: environmental
1: handling fee. Also, uh, Jeffro says, I would never get mad at the employees, yes. but... Have you ever tried driving with three large fries outside the bag? It is dangerous driving.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, just get the bag. <laughs> yeah, just, at that point. <laughs> but also, like, I am I like bag fries, you know, when you just, like, you, you reach reach finish all your fries and, like, oh, there's, like, three more fries still in the bag.
1: You do the bag fries bag at the end? Yeah. I get the bag fries first. You get the
0: bag fries first? Yeah. Man, bag fries are elite, no matter how you have them. They're good. And when you don't get a bag, you don't get any bag fries. Yeah. Now so,
2: they're seat
1: fries. <laughs> uh,
2: we got a text saying, you don't need to pay. That's old bylaw that I was taken away in Vancouver. So, I mean, I, I don't know if anything's official yet, but.
1: At yeah. least for I don't Surrey. Know I went to McDonald's over the weekend, I think, and uh, yeah. still paid 25 cents per bag. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It might be not. different for cups and stuff. Perhaps. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad we got to the end of that yeah, one. Yeah. We're at the bottom of that. Uh, uh, actually, we'll do this one Corbett. Uh, let me find it again. Do you wear, when you buy a new baseball hat, do you bend it or keep it straight? Bend it. Yeah, you got to bend it. Always
0: bend it. I can't go no straight cap. So you're what, the I, one like, you're what wearing what right 12? now. Well,
1: <laughs> or or who wears, does someone wear flat brim here?
2: Dranz? Dranz. He, wear, he, he wears flat brim. I'm not
1: a flat brim guy. doesn't really look good on me
0: rance wears flat brim yeah. i guess i never really like thought about it that deeply. doesn't
1: really strike me as a guy that should wear <laughs> flat brim <laughs>
0: i think rand wears flat brim i was gonna say he, and he too. goes backwards hat sometimes yeah.
2: yeah i mean i only wear my hat backwards unless i'm golfing i yeah. think flat backwards is okay yeah but even that looks weird kind of
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know i always have a slight curve on mine never never a huge curve but just, yeah. a, just a little bit
2: yeah same i mean i don't like a huge curve either but it's all that Gotta depends. have a little of a curve, a little bit of one. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm not a flat brim dude. I'm I'm also not a rapper. Yeah. Elon's, Elon's a big
0: curved hat, curved hat guy. I can tell. Can't pull off a flat brim. Can't yeah. do it. Have not a tried? chance. No.
2: <laughs> Maybe like a
0: snapback if it's back, but even then you got to bend it a little.
2: Right? You have to bend it yeah. a bit, yeah. And I mean, it depends on your on your like face and head type, I guess, right? Yeah. Like I look like an idiot with a flat brim hide on.
1: <laughs> 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 next one i started Uh, getting
0: ads on tiktok the algorithm giving me tiktok ads for (laughs) hats for people with fat heads like what are you trying to tell me me? yeah
2: what is this yeah uh rager halford do thinks he's 12 next then yeah
0: (laughs) yes i I guess halford well he i think he wears both anyways
1: yeah i think he just picks up a hat and wears it as (laughs) speaking of mcdonald's you know what no Alfred? no no no, leave it leave it leave it not saying anything okay uh (laughs) Austin and Langley. If Jamie is the Toe Fungus commercial of 650 personalities, <laughs> name a commercial slash product that describes each 650 member. Each 50 uh, 650 member. If their example is Drance's is Questray commercial where it says, you're not still using mom and dad, <laughs> are you? Which is probably good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, that's
0: not bad. That's a good question. Who do we use? I hate the Eastside Mario's commercial, so if anybody calls me <laughs> out for that. Okay, you can be We're the. We're ol- fighting. <laughs> you can be the Olive
1: Garden commercials. <laughs> Limitless pasta, breadsticks, salad. Actually, anytime I munch, think of you, yeah. Any t- <laughs> anytime I think of a, a commercial and you, the Pepsi commercial. Oh
2: yeah, the Pepsi one. one, hundred percent. True, yes, Because yes. yes, I look, look like the Pepsi guy. Yeah. Yes, the Pepsi one. I can't think of commercials now. I'm like drawing a blank on commercials. Because I usually like like who actually watches commercials nowadays?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like the commercials on my TV, I'm changing the channel. Yeah, the only one I can remember right now is the uh, mainly because I've been watching a lot of basketball is the Charles Barkley one. With oh the yeah, right. Charles Barkley. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that's any of us here. <laughs> no, you're gonna be
0: surprised. <laughs> that's pretty good. Do we have any fragrance commercials? Because that would be oh. sad.
1: Yeah, that would me. That
2: would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Giorgio Armani. I don't know about that. See, I don't do designer fragrances.
1: Ah. Well, those are the only ones I get. Questions.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't like designer fragrances. You don't do niche.
0: A- You don't do uh, Acqua di
2: Giorgio? No, 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 mm. no. See, designer fragrances have a certain designer smell. It's a niche fragrances. That's where you got to go. <laughs> Teaching you Kay. something here.
0: All right. 100%. The nice fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have the nice fragrance.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll end with this one. Tyler, what is the best food pairing with cold bevies on the patio? For example, wings, pizza. Oh, Also, yeah. is food sharing a thing again since COVID?
2: Oh, food sharing. I mean, I've, I've
1: been sharing food like it's nobody's I, business. Yeah,
2: I'm cool with sharing food. Like, I'll get together, order some fries. We yeah, you know, we yeah, share yeah. the fries or whatever. Three
1: large fries. Put it right in my passenger seat. <laughs> I'll share that all day share with everybody.
2: Uh, I. You know what? Like, elite combination, and I'm gonna try to hit some up after work tonight. Tacos and margarita. Oh, yeah. Like it's elite. It might oh, yeah. be number one for me. I was That's gonna better.
0: say ceviche. Yeah. Ceviche is good too. Oh, if you can like, there's a couple good spots. But, I ceviche on a nice hot day, on a patio,
1: great. I find I usually go wings. Kind of boring, but. Kind of boring. Pizza is a little too heavy, I think.
0: If you're at uh, if you're at an Italian joint, a nice little caprese salad. Oh, caprese very is very fresh. nice. It very is very fresh. fresh.
2: Although I've had caprese salads for like 35 bucks, and it's like one piece of cheese and <laughs> one tomato sliced <laughs> in half. I'm like, what?
0: What is happening here? I, what, like what? I know burrata's expensive, but come on, thirty five dollars. That's when you know you went to a Mark Italian place. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I've heard great things. Why is the bill five hundred bucks? Yeah, great markups on uh, on Italian food. You know how much it costs to make a carbonara? Not that much.
2: Not that much, dude. I make I make uh I'll make pasta that can last me like three or four days. A hundred percent for what? Twelve bucks, thirteen bucks, pretty much. Maybe 15 if you're getting adventurous. Yeah.
0: If you're throwing a few extra in it. Yeah. Are you getting the nice tomatoes? (laughs) Uh, All right. Stan Richo, Satya Shaw, You're listening to Canuck Central.